Richmond, Chester, Virginia, and W224EB, 92.7 FM. Look at me when I'm talking to you. Back up. Richmond bans cell phones while uh, while driving, but allows riots to destroy whatever they want. So, I mean, they got their priorities out of whack, but that's that's Richmond right now. Charlottesville to remove police officers from schools. I thought we wanted police officers. I'm really confused. And uh, the Virginia Education Secretary has a six-point plan to fix racism in schools. Wait till you hear it. That's next. Virginia citizens and American patriots, we're, we're radio, as the founding fathers intended. Apparently, even now, that is offensive. The Lee Brothers, my name's Scott Lee. Hi, I'm Richard Lee. Thanks for joining us. This uh, It was supposed to be rainy, but it's a beautiful Friday afternoon out there. Let's have some fun today, shall we? It is uh, Friday afternoon. The phone lines are open. We're live in the studios, 454-1366, 454-1366. All right, coming up in the show, a country band has changed its name because it was offensive. (laughs) Uh, Lady Annabellum, we're going to talk about this. It's the most most absurd. And then the, the new mob. The new mob is your employer because if you don't comply, they will fire you. It is happening all over the country, and it is it is scary. I mean, you, can you imagine the opposite? If the political view were slanted right, let's say the media was right, the employers were right, and you as a left-winger walked in and said something not in line with the right conservative view, could, and you were fired for it. That's what's happening. That's what's happening right now in our culture. People are being fired if they don't comply in line with Black Lives Matter. Worse than that, if you don't even say anything, you could lose your job. All that is uh, coming up. Check us out at uh, 92.7fm820am.com. Click on the Lee Brothers takes you directly to our page. I noticed this week that Ralph Northam's entire administration is is completely convinced that everyone's a racist and that he's going to fix it all. I mean, he's got all the names of these special little people that are going to fix racism. And Northam said this in his speech this week, acknowledging and addressing the systematic institutional racism that is deeply rooted in this country and the Virginia continues to be a top priority of our administration. I wonder when it became a top priority. After he was seen as a racist with blackface? I mean, do we believe that Ralph Northam is the only one who's pure as a wind-driven snow that wasn't the racist, but everyone else in Virginia apparently is riddled with systematic institutional racism that's deeply rooted in Virginia? You know, if you had dressed in blackface at some point in your life, or you had dressed in a Klan outfit at some point in your life, you would remember it, wouldn't you? I would I think remember. He did yeah. both. Yeah. I think he did both probably because according to him he doesn't remember. Well, I I uh I I don't I don't buy into this. I, I there is there 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 are problems. We've seen them. 
they should be addressed. But is, is Virginia, and I'm talking to mostly those in Virginia, is it racist, systematically so, through and through, deeply rooted, as Ralph Northam says? Don't worry, Ralph Northam's got people around him to fix him, fix this. Cynthia Hudson is the chairman of the commission and to examine racial inequity in Virginia. Janice Underwood is the chief diversity officer. She says she's going to work to make sure that public health and commonwealth, uh, that racism is a public health risk in Virginia, and that uh, she thinks there's ingrained white supremacy and institutional racism. So we have the entire government of Virginia thinking Virginia is incredibly racist. What do you think it does to a group of people if you're told every day by your leaders, yes, everyone's racist, we're going to fix it, don't worry. What, do you, what does that do? What, what, what does that build in Virginia when you're told every single day institutional racism, white white supremacy, and, and uh, the Commonwealth is deeply rooted in it? See, I, I disagree with every bit of that. Are there racist problems that we have to address? Yes. But Doesn't every state have those? What does the rest that? of the country think of Virginia? Because well, that, that concerns me. It bothers me to think the rest of the country thinks we're a bunch of racists and a bunch of hillbillies and a bunch of this and a bunch of that. That, really, that bothers me. Well, Northern It should bother everyone. It doesn't bother his administration. His entire administration wants everyone to be racist in Virginia. That way they could stand up there and push policies that they claim aren't racist but would help races. For example... This is this isn't really important. I want I want you to hear this. The Virginia Secretary of Education, Atif Corny, that's his name, Atif Corny, is very concerned about racist policies in schools. He gave us six things he's gonna do. At every level, he says, we need to be measuring this. City council, board of supervisors, and school boards. He wants to ask yourself this question. Do investments help the black community in a meaningful way? That's the first thing we need to be asking. I, I See, I was never told, never thought that policies had a skin color attached to them. Why wouldn't Atif Kwarney, the Virginia Secretary of Education, come out and say, do investments help people in our community? Now we have to have investments that help black people in the community. What would that look like? Well, thanks for asking, because here's six things that Chief Quarney wants to do in your public education system. And, and you should be aware of this, because I'm sure you send your kids to public school, as do I. And quite, quite frankly, I'm a little concerned, and I'm wondering, what is the future of our public schools? Now that many want to take the police out of the school completely, we'll get to that in a minute. That's, that's crazy. That is just crazy. So one through six... The Virginia Secretary of Education, Atif Kwarney, says this. The first thing is change the name of the schools. And instantly you'll have better education. Oh, no, not better education because it has nothing to do with education, you see. Even he admits it. He says it just traumatizes people. Those are his words. I'm actually reading it. Change school names and mascots that are offensive and that, that memorialize Confederate leaders or sympathizers. And it says it is tra traumatic to children and families and teachers. Traumatic? 
This, the name is traumatic. I don't know if that's true, but you know how that decision ought to be made. It's not by riots, protesters, but by school boards. The people who go in those communities can decide the name of their school. I don't, I don't care. You want to take Jefferson Davis off the school? Fine. Do it in Hanover. That's, that's not up to me. I don't, I don't care. It's your decision. But will the kids be better the next day? No, they won't be. It makes no difference with school. And don't pretend that the, that the Virginia Secretary of Education, you think he'd be caring about education, but he doesn't. That's number one. What if they named the school RuPaul School? Would you like that? <laughs> <laughs> now, that would work for many in the left culture. But see, this they is, would love it. Isn't that funny about the it. names of schools, though, Richard? You're exactly right. I mean, so some are offended, but it's okay to offend others. So we're going to have to find the people with the that scream less and pick that name. What what if you put a different name for the school, like Barack Obama Elementary School? We changed that. What if people didn't like that and begin to protest and burn the place down and, and say Obama was uh, a divider, not a uniter? You, you see how see how silly this can be. And by the way, if we're going to take someone who is flawless, then the name of every school in Virginia needs to be Jesus Christ. Because there's nobody who's perfect. And everyone has a skeleton in their closet. Now, some skeletons are uglier, nastier than others, but no no one's perfect. I mean, I believe Richard is as close to perfect on this earth, but somebody can find something wrong with you. Glad you realize that. You knew that. Huge. There's people who can find things wrong with me, but they're making it up as they go along. <laughs> they're lying. Anybody right. can lie. They're lying. Yeah, All right, you yeah. want, you know, that's number one. For the Virginia Secretary of Education to send your kids to school, here's number two. Review and revamp the code of conduct and disciplinary policies. He says they're antiquated, and they're based on bias. So we're punishing kids because the color of their skin in schools all across Virginia, they must be revamped. The code of conduct must be revamped. Do you believe that? How does he know this? How does he know all of this? Is, is he just wise beyond his years? I mean, how does he know that everything he's spewing out of his mouth is the gospel truth? He doesn't. And he's, he's going off. He's going off the statistics that state that black kids are punished more than white kids. It has no other comment than that. It doesn't matter about their conduct. Why don't why why shouldn't we punish any kid if he's misbehaving regardless of the color of his skin? But now we're told by the Virginia Secretary of Education that we have to revamp the code of conduct because the color of someone's skin. Isn't that a bit backwards? All right, wherever our Brett, wait till you hear the, the next three or four. It'll blow your mind. All that is next. And your phone calls, 454-1366. We are the Lee Brothers, 92.7 FM 820. WNTW. The Virginia Secretary of Education, Atif Carney, has a solution to every race problem in our schools. Remember, his goal is education. Math, you know, English, science. Oh, no, no. It turns out that these policies now have a skin color attached to them. He's got six ideas for you. And just in case you think, oh, this is just the Secretary of Education, the Fairfax County School Board member by the name of Karen Keyes Karma 
sent out a, a uh, letter this week, and she has a list of things we must do. Her there, name is Karma? Gar, Gar, Gamara. Key, oh, Keys Gamara Karma. is her name. Karen, which is like perfect. What a perfect name for that. <laughs> Karen. All right, so here, let's go back to the list for a second of the Virginia Secretary of Education, Atif Corning, which I'm just guessing this might be the first time you've heard of this gentleman. Maybe not. Maybe you're totally tapped in and realize that uh, he's been all over this thing and inequities and disparities in education for a long time. When, in fact, I think what he's doing is the opposite. He's not making us more colorblind. He's actually putting more emphasis on the color of your skin. So here's uh, the first one was change the name of schools. The second one was review and revamp the, the code of conduct because we're punishing kids because of the color of their skin. I see no evidence of that. I see just bad kids being punished. But I guess if you want to find a racial disparity there, you'll find it anywhere. And, and the Virginia Secretary of Education has found it. Anyone that would punish a kid because of the color of their skin should not be working in education. They shouldn't be working in academia. They should. Be, this is uh, 2020. I don't think – I would be amazed if there is this race idea – Oh, the kid's black. we got to punish him more. That's not happening. I don't believe it is either. But anyway, all right, number three on uh, the secretary's list, review your school boundaries. I found this very interesting because he goes on to say that Democrat-controlled localities have the most gerrymandered school districts with district lines drawn for the most affluent schools. Richard and I have yelled about this for years the idea that there's a district that you can only go to this one school based upon the lines drawn by some politicians is outrageous. That's why we're for school choice across the board and across the entire Commonwealth. Forget the lines drawn in school. If you were told you could only shop at one grocery store, you wouldn't put up with that. So this guy actually thinks that the answer is to draw the lines the way he wants. No, because that's the same thing. You get to draw it one way, someone else draws it. The thing is, get rid of the lines entirely. Exactly. Let let people pick the school they want to go to. It's an amazing free market idea. But don't get confused because we're not talking about free markets. We're not even talking about education. We're talking about the color of someone's skin here. Number four on the Secretary of Education's list of Virginia, review the local, local grading policies. This is outrageous. Many grades are not based solely on content of knowledge, he says. They include behavior, participation, and subject measures, which place students of color at a disadvantage. How insulting is that? If you're a black kid, you're being told my grades don't count as much or I don't have to have as good a grades as someone else because of a subjective measure, my behavior? It could be a white kid being told that. <clears throat> By a teacher of whatever color. He says review grading policies because there's research that based at grading structures um, are, are more are fair and uh, aren't fair and they could and they need to be remove the bias from the equation. You mean add bias. That's what you're saying. You're not saying remove bias, you're saying actually add a bias because grades don't count. There's something more than grades. This is your secretary of education. Number five on his list, remove the demographics of your teachers and staff, teachers, superintendents. In other words, make sure they're black. Now, this is a scary path to go down. If you're suggesting 
segregation again, that a black person can only learn from a black. You might be wanting black schools where only blacks learn from blacks. Because essentially what the Secretary of Education, mind you, of all people in Virginia, the Secretary of Education is saying is that if your teachers aren't black and the staffs aren't black, the administrators aren't black. But the students are. My, my, my. I think that's outrageous. This won't work at all. And, And he talks about these disparities as if the fix is what? Just hire more people based on their skin color? This is where we're going. Not on their value or how good a teacher there are. I don't care if the white teacher is better than the black teacher. Don't you understand? The Secretary of Education says he has to be black. So hire the black person. Ladies and gentlemen, this is outrageous. And we ought to just put not put up with it. That's wrong. Are there problems in our society with race? Yes. There's not a single person on the planet Earth that thinks it's okay to base someone uh, decisions on their color of someone's skin. Yet that's exactly what we're told to do. The Secretary of Education is telling us exactly to do that. Base hiring on the color of someone's skin. And then finally on his list, make it mandatory for all educators and staff to attend development classes on diversity, equity, and inclusion. He goes on to say, listen to this. People of color attend these quite nicely, but it's not meant for them. <laughs> what? So I get it. The the diversity and equity inclusion classes are meant for white people. That's what a quote from him. The Secretary of Education said they're not meant for people of color. That's not the target audience. Then who is the Secretary? This is outrageously borderline racist. Not about education. I fear for what our public schools are becoming because of the the mob mentality. But this has been going on a while now. It's got a big magnifying glass on it. All right, coming up, your phone calls. In Charlottesville, removing police from their schools. Outrageous. 454-1366. Lee Brothers, 92.7 FM, 820 WNTW. Four five four thirteen sixty six. Lee Brothers live outside the uh, the Capitol here, the studios of WNTW. So, Richmond's embarrassment. It's an absolute embarrassment. So, we don't know that their mob's going to show up and rip down a, sta- a statue. We don't know that now. It's like they show up and it's like no one even knows. Why we didn't know that a mob showed up and ripped the statue down? <laughs> it's just unbelievable. Of course they knew. They let it happen. That's the problem. And they're going to let thousands of people march right down Monument Avenue tomorrow. Virginia's 5,000-man march. Why are they marching? Here's what the group says. For your children, the black, the white, this is quoting now, the tan, the pink, the yellow, and the blue. Now, I just learned a bunch in that. I, You know, I, I have never grown up in an environment, Richard, you and I didn't, our kids didn't, 
where the first thing we did when we looked at someone is notice differences, specifically the color of someone's skin. This has always irritated me. It just, I mean, so now we're actually looking for people that are pink. Or blue. Blue, yeah. Who are they? We got Smurfs running around? I think uh, those people are in dire need of some medical attention. <laughs> they went turn, on to... They, they you turn blue when you're not breathing. That would be bad. Yeah. Right? I think I... Yeah, Incred- that's bad. Incredibly bad. Incredibly bad. Um, they went on to say, because it's a great state, no matter the color, which, by the way, is contradiction to all listing all the colors... <laughs> You might as well just start out by saying, no matter the color, Virginia is for lovers. So it's a lover's march? I don't think so. Might want to stay away from Richmond tomorrow. All right, coming up, police, bad. They apologize for letting them use restrooms. They're in our schools now. And if Virginia legislators get their way, they'll pull the police from the schools. That is next. 454-1366. Lee Brothers, 92.7 FM, 820 WNTW. Just after 4.32, we're outside the capital of the Commonwealth of Virginia, the Lee Brothers. 17 years behind the microphone here, helping the Virginia citizens and American patriots, the Lee Brothers. My name is Scott Lee, my co-host, my friend and my brother. Sitting to his left, sometimes it's my left, Oops. is Richard Lee. <laughs> Doesn't like dropping a microphone. All right, uh, coming up in the program, uh, now Washington and Jefferson. Threats to liberty now. They, their, their monuments must be ripped down and burned down in D.C. Kid you not. That is exactly what was said on CNN. We're going to try to cover that for you throughout the program, possibly coming up in the next few minutes. Can you explain to me why you would take down Christopher Columbus' statue? No. Well, how about them taking down the statue in, in, in Philadelphia of an abolitionist? He spent his whole life wanting to get rid of slavery, and they rip it down and spray paint it and all the rest of it. That just proves they're stupid. Of course it does. Incredibly stupid. And if you're listening, you're incredibly stupid. I don't get the sense they're listening. These people are thugs, criminals, bad people. Not the protesters. Those guys. All right. They're scum of the earth. 454-1366. James. James, yeah. you're on... Uh, <laughs> I was sitting here going, where's where like, he from? 92.7 FM and 820 AM. Welcome to the show. Yes, thank you, uh, Richard and uh, Scott. Uh, I just want to start out by saying I love your show. My only complaint is that it's not on daily. Well, thank you. Well, that's You're awful welcome. kind of you. Well, uh, it's the way I feel about it. I look forward to Friday at 4 o'clock just to listen to you guys. You. Anyway, uh, I wanted to throw this out there since uh, everything is going crazy and uh, they're into moving things around, renaming streets, renaming schools, renaming everything. As long as it has the word black in it, they're okay with it. But uh, my suggestion to President Trump, because he's getting pressure from Pelosi and uh and others to rename military bases and ships and all that. And, well, he came out and he said, well, I'm not going to do it, which is okay. But I, I would, uh, I would, uh, I would so suggest to President Trump, I would say, okay, I will, I'm going to rename military bases, and I'm going to start with Fort Lee. And uh, rather than have it as Fort Lee, I'll have it as Robert, Fort Robert E. Lee, <laughs> and I'll offer uh, Governor Northam 
uh, I'll move the statue uh, uh, for him uh, and uh, and pay the expense to have it moved down here and have it right at the entrance to Ford Lee. I thought you were going to go somewhere. That's perfect. I, I thought you were going to go somewhere else with that. I thought you were going to say like Fort Trump, or or something maybe more uh, more in the uh, 20th century, but. But that's perfect. Yeah, I mean, sure. If you want to change the name, we'll change it to something like that. But you know, that's not going to happen. Uh, the idea that that the names are offensive, or or worse, that the names are holding us back, is just not true. I mean, you could look at where our country is today, and where black people are today. You cannot say that anyone is held back. You you can't say that. This is the greatest country on earth, and the, the opportunities are amazing. Are there problems? We've seen problems, but there's no culture, no society, this shy, this side of heaven, that is going to be perfect. I promise you, from now until Christ's return, police officers will, that have to interact with people, criminals, something bad will happen. It's part of life. Does it mean the entire police force is racist? Does it mean uh, Virginia's racist? Does it mean the United States of America's racist? Does it mean people are... No. It means humans are sinful creatures, and bad things happen. I think 99% of the police officers out there are... Of course they are. Excuse me. Truly great people protecting us. They're not the, the racist squad or anything like that. They're out there taking care of uh, the criminals and protecting us from them. Well, you know, who you, who do you call when something somebody breaks in your house or steals your car? Who are you going to call? Well, the defunding, you know, this defunding the police. That's thing. so moronic. <laughs> That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> sure it is, among other things in the last two weeks. But the uh, like the coronavirus. That's another story entirely. Charlottesville is now removing police from schools. As the nation debates how best to change law enforcement, the city of Charlottesville and its police force have announced plans to remove officers from city schools. That's idiotic. They're concerned that students might be made to feel like criminals after misbehaving. And according to the uh, spokesman, we don't want to give the impression or even the perception that police officers contribute to the school-to-prison pipeline in any way. I thought the police were there for, like, school shootings and things. I thought they were there to protect the students. Somehow this whole they thing are. has flipped. Now they're not? They're there to arrest kids? They're there to protect the students from shootings, from drug dealing, from fighting, from all of that. I find this amazing. It's unbelievable. Oh, but where is it coming from? Oh, it's not coming from conservatives. It's not coming from Republicans. It's not coming from moms and dads who send their kids to school. It's coming from politicians. Ghazala Hashim, who is the new senator Democrat in Chesterfield, Chesterfield County. She's calling for legislation to call action with a specific purpose to end police contracts with schools. Democrat, huge Democrat. She says, I think if we're looking at reforming our policy measures, and if we're looking at reforming criminal justice, we have to look at the root causes. Is police? That's the root cause? It's dirtbags. It's dirtbags. It's not the police's fault. And I think a lot of times in our research, we find those root causes stem back to our school system. You mean to tell me that the prison, the pipeline, is because of a school system and the police there? Uh, Ghazala Hashim, we have bad kids because, quite frankly, we have a breakdown of the family. 
And I know you don't like that, but poverty doesn't cause crime. You know, where you live doesn't cause crime. It doesn't. The Great Depression didn't see a spike in crime. We had families intact, raising kids and were more productive. And the real question, the real question is, ask yourself this question. If you were poor, if you had no money, and, it, and you lived in a bad place, would you resort to killing people or beating people up or to ripping down monuments? Is that what you would do? No, you wouldn't because you have a moral code of right and wrong. One of the biggest cities in the country has seen a spike in recent weeks in crime. Um, they outlawed firearms for the honest people, and only the criminals could have them. And because of that, Chicago has been just devastated. It's been like the Wild West, uh, of course. worse than the Wild West. You know what I think is interesting about the gun control bit? I think it's over. I just think it's flat over. Because look what has happened. I mean, we have no politician, no police chief is taking control of the inner cities. They're war zones. Seattle is gone. A whole precinct in Seattle is gone. You think the American people are going to go, here, take my guns, and then don't protect me, and then shut down the 911 facilities and tell me I'm a racist if I want to call 911 for help. That's where our country is. Forget gun control. Forget it's done. Seattle's uh, the police precinct that was taken by the anarchists in Seattle is the uh, headquarters for their 911 operators. Actually, it's right outside that. Actually, the precinct they took in Seattle is not the headquarters. The headquarters is the next one right beside it, and they talked about trying to take that one. Well, the guy I saw today said it was in there, and it was... uh, it took three times to respond to any call. Now. Oh, I believe that. And even people inside the anarchist area are still calling the police. <laughs> That's insane. But it takes forever for them to get up in there. I like the anarchists uh, are now actually enforcing laws. They are. They have their own little laws over there. They have a... They have a uh, um, their laws are ridiculous. They have a frisk policy. If they see you, they can come up and frisk you and search you. That's the anarchists. That's interesting. So this idea of no police officers... Virginia legislatures are now considering some sort of laws. You just heard from Hashim, uh, what, whatever her name is, uh, what's her name? The Grisham lady or the Gazala Hashim, the Democrat from Chesterfield. Marcus Simon, he's a Democrat from Fairfax. He's a delegate. He said he's uh, the use of school resource officers facing increasing scrutiny from members of his area. He's asked parents to share their thoughts on school law enforcement. Yeah, because, okay, if you ask the parents, do you think the parents are going to say, I don't want my kids protected? Get the police out of there. This whole idea that now there'll be nobody in the schools to protect the kids, is that what you really want? This is the result of Democrats. The reason cities are burning, Democrat leaders. The reason there's lawlessness, Democrat leaders. The reason uh, statues and monuments are being destroyed in Richmond is the mayor and the governor. It's, the Democrats are doing this. You want police out of school? The Democrats are doing this. The House Minority Leader, Republican Todd Gilbert, said the left is starting to push police out of schools. This will not be what suburban moms bargained for when they voted for Democrats. But that's what they get. That'll push people home for homeschooling. That's, that's what it'll do. And uh, they'll just lose their federal funding for every student they push out. The mayor of Seattle is some kind of whack job. <laughs> exactly. You know, she, she said uh, this will be the summer of love. 
in Seattle. The summer of love. Leftism. I'm telling you, it is. There's no backbone. Law and order is. If if you allow lawlessness, it breeds more lawlessness. It doesn't breed safety, security. It doesn't breed a civilized society. It breeds the opposite. You think people are flocking to Richmond now? We had what nine murders two nights ago. Richmond's a disaster. And it's a disaster because of the leaders, not because of thugs and criminals. They always exist, but we've allowed them to prosper. And we do it with a smile on our face, and we hand them a megaphone. We go, here, drop the F word every three minutes, go destroy our monuments and write the F word over it. And for doing that, we're going to give you an audience because you are a phenomenal citizen. Why do people come to Richmond? Because it's a historical city. That's why they come here. They don't. They're not going to come here to see where the statue once was. They're not going to do that. Last night, I heard that they were targeting the Edgar Allan Poe Museum. Now, if they did, that's just another problem that's going to keep the tourist trade away from Richmond. They don't care. It could be stopped, but it's not going to be. The police are the enemy now. George Washington University apologizes for sharing an email about police recruitment fair. Berkeley College of Music permitted the police officers to use restrooms in Boston, and they apologize deeply sorry. All right, your phone call's next, 454-1366, 454-1366. It's unbelievable, isn't it? We are the Lee Brothers, 92.7 FM, 820 WNTW. Here's what Richmond did do. They really care about your safety and law and order. So you can no longer drive in the city of Richmond with your cell phone. Because that might hurt someone. (laughs) But we'll allow riots and people ripping down monuments and defacing property. Beheading monuments, throwing Christopher Columbus in a lake. But don't drive. Things like that is cool, but do not. Be talking on that cell phone you believe that? while you're driving. This is so ridiculous. So, and in other words, you can drag a monument behind your car, <laughs> right. but not while you're on your cell phone. Oh, then they'll come get you. And by the way, they're serious about this. This is law and order, don't you see? Wouldn't it be something if they stopped someone dragging a monument? They said, I'm really sorry. It's okay. We're just going to write you for your cell phone. The, you know, the, and this then you is. Can go uh, on your way with your monument. That's outrageous. Simply holding a phone while driving won't be illegal, but using or manipulating it will. You see all the parents taking pictures of their kids around the Robert E. Lee monument with all the profanity written on there with spray paint, and they're taking pictures for these kids to remember. Unbelievable. Going into the future, here I am at the monument, the Robert E. Lee monument. Um, Notice the language around it. Where I first started to use that language. Who does that? It's, what uh, family event you is say, this? You say dirtbag. What you family event is this? And by the way, bag. I see the family events. They had a little bitty girl, like two or three years old, between her parents, you know, fist in the air. I, that is horrible to do to kids. It's abuse. 
Why would you drag your kid out and say, look how bad America is and look what we did? We defaced property. Why would you do that? If your three-year-old kid even asks about it, you say, look, let me tell you something. Be three. Here's a puzzle. The world's fine. Don't worry about stuff. But you fill their head with that crap. Where do you think Governor Blackface and uh, Stoney stand on this stuff? What I do you guess mean? they support it because they didn't they, do a course, thing to stop it's it. It's completely obvious their position on it. It's outrageous. But you cannot, unbelievable. cannot have a phone in your hand. And they're serious about this. You'll be fined $125. That's the first offense. The second offense is 250 Pretty serious stuff. But don't look over there. They're ripping a monument out, burning it down, and rioting. Just don't have your phone in your hand. This week got even worse for those who are, are Virginia citizens and American patriots. You know, Richard and I have spent a great deal of our life looking at the United States and thinking, wow, we are – we, the chances of being born in America is less than 1%. If you were born in the United States of America, fall on your knees and be grateful that you live in a country that has more freedom than anywhere. Are there problems? You bet. But Richard and I have always had this view that although the country isn't perfect, it, it, it has led to the best country on the planet. Nobody anywhere else on the planet Earth is happy to see the U.N. blue helmets. But when they see the United States Navy with the American flag, they cheer. Why? Because we're still a moral people. We, have, we, we still have laws we go by, the rule of law. We still believe there's a guy we hold ourselves accountable to. That is the United States of America. By the way, the reason we have what we have today is directly related, it can be argued, to two people, George Washington and Thomas Jefferson. I, that can barely be argued that without those two people, the place that we enjoy today that has more freedom and liberty for, for most people and anyone on the planet is directly related to those two. The words that Jefferson put on paper, penned himself, were the very foundation that Lincoln stood up and said, these are the ideals and the reason we abolish slavery. Jefferson's own words and his own laws that he tried to put in Virginia, did the same thing. Washington, without Washington's leadership and his divine hand of God's presence in his life, would have never given us the freedoms we have without him. If you're a normal person, regardless of where you came from or the color of your skin, you would have to recognize this, unless you're on CNN. CNN said this this week. I think that we have to get to the heart of the problem here, and the heart of the problem is the way in which many of us were taught American history. American history is not all glorious, and, and even though... Who says it is? Name me one person who goes, did you know the American history is amazingly all glorious? Not a single flaw anywhere. Well, here's the thing. She said the way we were taught American history, most of them were not taught American history. They have no idea Incredibly what this point. country has been through. Incredibly good point very crystal clear and and i think you're exactly right but the idea that even that there's someone out there that thinks that it's pure that these people aren't are sinless the founders were human beings in fact madison said that that without if uh, if men were angels we wouldn't need government they're not angels none of them so this starts off with a lie but then it continues it gets worse 
American history is not all glorious. And, and even though I love John to death, I couldn't disagree more about George Washington. George Washington was a slave owner, and we need to call slave owners out for what they are. Whether we think they were protecting American freedom or not, he wasn't protecting my freedom. I wasn't someone who my ancestors weren't deemed human beings to him. How can she say that? She is on CNN in a free country saying that Washington didn't give her freedom and didn't protect her. Well, you most certainly did. The reason you can stand where you're sitting and make these comments is exactly because of George Washington. Anyway, she, 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 uh, she's not done. She's pretty adamant about this. Freedom. I wasn't someone who my ancestors weren't deemed human beings to him. And so to me, I don't care if it's a George Washington statue or a Thomas Jefferson statue or a Robert E. Lee statue. They all need to come down. Wow. There's more, by the way. We'll play it in a second. So what is the standard to which we, immoral, we put people in monuments? What's the standard that we use? Is it perfection? That's what I was saying earlier. So the only statues we should have of anyone is Jesus Christ himself. There are, there's no one who's perfect. I am 100% sure that the Jefferson Monument and Washington's Memorial and, and, and Monument has nothing to do with slaves. I bet when you walk in there, it's not there because he had slaves. It was there for what he did for the cause of America. Why can't you see that? I understand why. And I, I, I truly do. I understand if you get caught up in this that you can see only the bad. But Washington Jefferson, Virginia citizens who gave us this country to be mocked and said it has to come down, now we're tearing down the statues of Washington Jefferson. How dare you? She continues. I'm going to finish my point. I'm not feeding into white supremacy. I'm calling out white supremacy for what it is. And sometimes what it is, John, are blind spots. Sometimes what it is is not acknowledging that this country was built upon a very violent past that resulted in death and the raping and the killing of my ancestors. So I'm not going to. I'm not. I going doubt to she knows any of them. I, I really do. I doubt she knows a single ancestor in that. I wonder life. if she has any ancestors. Right. A lot of people that claim to don't. And it's not that doesn't negate the fact that there were people who went yeah. through that. It, I'm not it, suggesting that doesn't matter. But to stand up there and say, right and say it over and over and over. It gets you know, it, wait till us, listen to how she ends this. How us to say that it's okay for a Robert E. Lee, but not a George Washington. We need to call it what it is. And I'm not saying that they don't deserve to be taught about. We definitely need to learn about it so don't, we don't repeat it because we're very close to repeating it right now. What? what repeating slavery right now? We're close to that. This th this has gone way She's a too nut. far. She's a nut. Let's Robert pray. Lee didn't own any slaves. When he got married, his wife was given slaves as a wedding present, which is disgusting when you think about it. It's just, it is disgusting. It is. Totally. But Robert E. Lee did not own any slaves. Zero. Look where this is going. Washington Jefferson. Wow. Your phone call's next, 454-1366. Lee Brothers, 92.7 FM, 820 WNTW. So we were, uh, Richard and I were talking about when our kids turned 16, what we told them to do when they got pulled over by the police. I'll never forget this conversation. 
I raised three teenage boys. I knew that they would probably be pulled over by the police at some point. I used to tell them, when you get pulled over by the police, your windows are down, your hands are on the steering wheel at the 10-and-2 position, you turn the light on in your car if it's dark out, and you look forward straight ahead. And you say, yes, sir, no, sir, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, and you tell them exactly what you're doing. If you have to reach in the glove box, you tell them exactly what you're doing. Now, why did I do that? Because that's the way you should act. Now, I, I, I hear constantly that, that especially from um, uh, the min- minority leader, the majority leader in the House, she was saying she had to tell her kids the same thing I told my kids. The police are risking their lives at every stop. Prove to them that you're not a bad guy. That's all I was telling my kids. And that's normal parenthood. That's not, by the way, saying that the black experience is no different than the white one. I know that it is. I'm not suggesting that it's not. But to say that all parents aren't concerned at some level is just not true. And it's not. And it's uh, the same story I told my kids. You know, be respectful. The, the hands need to be on the steering wheel so you can see both of them. It's just I told every one of my boys that, and I'll tell Reagan the same. And if you have a firearm in the car, put it on the dash, put your hands out the window. That's simple. And tell really? first try. thing you tell the police officer when he gets to that window is that you have, if you have a conceal and carry permit, they know it. It comes up on the screen. Oh, that's true. And you should tell them sure. it's right there on the dash. All right, coming up, more insanity. Lady Annabellum, the country band. Change this name. It's racist. Unbelievable. 454-1366. Lee Brothers, 92.7 FM. WNTW, 820 AM, Richmond, Chester, Virginia, and W224EB, 92.7 FM. Just like Batman and Robin, conservative, dynamic duo. Just no costumes and no utility belts, normally. The Lee Brothers on 820 WNTW. <laughs> I like that. No, it's really good. So a, a BB gun in a virtual classroom, mind you, virtual classroom causes severe panic in Maryland. It, this is the most outrageous story you will hear the entire day. Well, actually, there's another one coming up. Um, new mob. The new mob's your employer. You could be fired if you don't support Black Lives Matter. It's happening. It's unbelievable. And country band changes name. It doesn't go well. <laughs> That's next. Virginia <laughs> citizens and American patriots. The only two-headed talk show outside the capital of the Commonwealth of Virginia, the Lee Brothers. My name's Scott Lee. I'm Richard Lee. Thanks for joining us this beautiful Friday afternoon. And it is really nice out there. I think I will have to drive home with the... Top down. Top down. Love it, baby. Yeah. Love it. I love it. All right, so we're up and running at 454-1366. Phone lines are open. Uh, We have 18 phone lines, so 454-1366. 66. Look, I think what's interesting about what's happened in our culture is the insanity of the wokeness. Now, I just learned this W-O-K-E, woke statement, that the uh, it's not only impacting the left. You would, you wouldn't ex- you'd expect it from the radical left. I mean, these people are insane anyway. But it's coming from people who are tripping over themselves to show that they care. And it, it happens in a number of ways. I mean, I don't know if you've heard this... Uh, this I take responsibility from the from the actors. Listen to this. this is uh, actors in their new video saying I take responsibility. What are they actually taking responsibility for? 
I take responsibility. Yes. I take responsibility. I take responsibility. I take responsibility for every unchecked moment, for every time it was easier to ignore than to call it out for what it was. So you're a racist? You're taking responsibility for being a racist. That's what these people are doing. Okay, that's fun. Continue on. Every not-so-funny joke. Yeah. Every unfair stereotype. Mm. Every blatant injustice, no matter how big or small. Every time I remained silent. Every time I explained away police brutality. Who does that? Explained it away? Explained it away? Number one, how how did you explain it away? Number two, why would you explain it away? And how often do you experience this? Right, exactly. I mean, this this is crazy. Every it time crazy. I've explained away police brutality. What? Right. And by the way, exactly 100% of the American people didn't explain away the last one. So you're taking responsibility. How cute. How cute of you to take responsibility. That's phenomenal. I'm glad the actors and actresses are here to take responsibility. By the way, I refuse to. I don't, I don't have a single racist bone in my body, and I don't ever recall allowing racism around me. If somebody said something racist, I'd go, are you kidding me? What is wrong with you? And, and don't, doesn't everyone do that? And this is what I'm saying. These cute little videos, these cute little statements, who are you arguing with? I take responsibility. That's cute. Well, so did Lady Antebellum, apparently. They're taking responsibility. This is a country band, and maybe you haven't heard them, but uh, how quickly the world can change. They, uh, they have had it. They, they said, you know what? Our name is offensive. offensive. Lady Antebellum. Here's what they said in their letter. Listen to this. This is not a parody. These are real people who wrote this letter. Our hearts have been stirred with conviction. Our eyes open wide to injustices, inequality, and biases black women and men have always faced and continue to face every day. After much personal reflection, band discussion, prayer, and many honest conversations with some of our closest black friends and colleagues, how would you like to, this is hilarious, unquote, by the way, I'm not quoting here. How would you like to be the my black friends, and who talks that way? I either have friends Oh, I don't have friends. Do you call them up and say, hey, hey black are friend, you my black friend? Oh, how, how are nice you? you? We're getting together with all our black friends. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Anyway, back to the letter. We decided to drop the word antebellum from our name and move forward. When we set out together almost 14 years ago, we named our band after the southern antebellum style of home where we took our first photographs. But we are regretful and embarrassed to say that we'd not take into account the associations that weigh down this word, referring to the period of history before the Civil War, which included slavery. We're deeply sorry for the hurt this has caused for anyone who has felt unsafe, unseen, or unvalued. Causing pain was never in our heart's intention, but it doesn't change the fact that, indeed, it did just that. Unquote. They named it after a style of home. Suppose they called it Lady Cape Cod. Lady Rancher. (laughs) (laughs) This, I don't even know. Lady Tri-Level. How to have a conversation with people this ignorant. I guarantee you, no one. No one said, I can't listen to Lady Antebellum. Because 
It's a I, style of home I just don't like. It's, I felt unsafe, unseen, and unvalued by listening to Lady Anta. This, folks, is absurd. Lady Log Cabin. Then somebody said, well, why did it take you so long? Here's the reaction to that. <laughs> Quote, we can make no excuse for our lateness to this realization. We can, <laughs> what we can do is acknowledge it, turn from it, and take action. We will continue to educate ourselves, have hard conversations, and certain parts of our hearts that need pruning. Pruning. Uh, this is um, this did not go well with the country music fans or anyone who has a brain in their head. I mean, how far do you take this? I guess the group Guns N' Roses will have a problem now. Or how about Alabama? That's a southern name. Apparently, Antebellum is a southern house that meant something before the Civil War. How about Florida Georgia Line? Got to change it. And how rude is it that Alabama and Florida Georgia haven't already changed their name? Or worse, how about the band The Police? Are they even still playing anywhere? And if they if they are, they need to send a letter right away. How offensive is the name Police? It's worse than Lady Antebellum, don't they know? I don't even know how to deal with with this kind of thought process that is now inundating our society. I wonder if they really think, the three of these people who form Lady Antebellum, do they really think they've been racist this whole time? Do they really think there's a single person on the planet that had a problem with the name of their band? I I would bet nobody cares about the name of their band. Now, this is part of the woke culture, that they just feel like they have to trip over themselves to say, oh, I feel so bad. I was racist and didn't know it. Apparently, that's what they're saying. <laughs> they want to be racist. <laughs> exactly. You know, you, they, they want the press. Exactly. That's what they want. That's and they exactly want to be racist, and they want to apologize for something they've never done. Do they actually think this will get them more fans or less? Do they actually think there's a group of fans that were sitting out there waiting for them to change their name to Lady A? And by the way, the Lady A, you think that eliminates it? Everyone's going to go, what's the A stand for? Well, I can't tell you because we changed it. It's like Prince going to a, from Prince to a sign. Well, what's the sign? Well, it used to stand for Prince. What's A stand for? Well, it used to stand for Antebellum, but we're not allowed to say that anymore. They'll have to be the artist formerly known as Lady Antebellum. <laughs> How stupid is that? Lady Antebellum. So you want to hear some tweeter response? Some of these are actually pretty good. One of them said, I just saw a new compass. It only has three directions, north, east, and west. They're eliminating the South in order to be sensitive. It, it goes further. One Twitter account said, going to need you to take Lady out of your name, too. As a woman, I feel attacked and vilified. That's also not inclusive of transgender people or non-binary people. Please more, be more considerate, you bigots. Isn't that exactly the kind of response that is needed for this idiocy? How far... Do people take this stupidness? Exactly. This is um, this just in. Lady Antebellum is now changing their name to non-binary person A because they also realize their name was offensive to anyone who was not a male or female. One one uh, Twitter guy said, these guys are the Karens of country music. They're now going to be relegated to the heat pile with the Dixie Chicks. <laughs> This is, this is an embarrassment. One Twitter account says, excited to go to your show this year. 
and now you've lost a fan of for life, groveling to the Black Lives Matter mob, not Black Lives Matter in general, but the mob for a freaking non-offensive word. You guys are sick. It's interesting. That's more. More of the Twitters are outraged, and they should be because this is an outrageous thing. I mean, seriously, how far do you want to take something like this? I mean, now the police should change their name? What if your name was actually antebellum? Would you have to go to the court and get your name changed? I'm sure you would. Or you'd get sued. All right, your phone call's next. And the outrage that is the new mob, your employer. 454-1366. Phone lines, 454-1366. Lee Brothers, 92.7 FM, 820 WNTW. NASCAR. NASCAR has uh, now banned banned the Confederate flag. Richard, what do you think about that? So somebody can't walk in the fence with a Confederate flag hat on or T-shirt on? or I think there's a lot of ramifications about this, but I'm, I'm guessing that's the case. And um, I'm not sure how it's going to go over and how they're going to police that. Someone could easily put it in the backpack or they're, and then th- pull it out in the middle of the race. I don't know. What are they going to do? jump up there and grab them and rip the flag out of their hand. I don't know if they thought through the ramifications of this. I actually have a little interesting take on it. I'm, I'm, you know who asked for it to be removed is one of the racers who happens to be a black man who has his car, Black Lives Matter, on his car. And he said, the flag's offensive. I don't like it. I'd like it to be gone. So two things can be true. So that's all it took. I guess that's all it took. Bingo. Two things can be true. I mean, you can have people who wave the Confederate flag who are not racist, who have no intention for it to be offensive, and it can be offensive to people of color, I guess, is, or black people, as some would say. I don't even know what to say anymore. But that is true. I would never bring the Confederate flag. I, don't, I wouldn't wave the Confederate flag. I think the United, no, would I? the United States is the United States now. There's no reason to have the Confederate flag at all. Um, I think it's a tough situation. I think it's a tough position. And if it offends the black driver and it offends black people, they by the way, black people are going to races. They're there. People are there. I mean, it's not like they're shooing them out and saying you can't. I mean. Suppose the color red offended some people. Well, it's not like no more red. Not the color that. yellow I mean, or the uh, color. Well, it's more than that. I mean, I get I, I get I, it. I, I get it. But I'm just saying. I understand. But I understand both sides of it, quite honestly. I really do. I think it's not, it's not a very easy decision. But, but the Black Lives Matter mantra, the group, the, the, the group, by the way, is a radical group. I mean, go to the website and see that they're socialist, communists, and everything else. Imagine if it was Baby Lives Matter and the entire media, and culture was so behind that that if you didn't say babies' lives matter, then they would ridicule you and mock you on social media, and they would have companies that would fire you if you didn't say, yes, babies' lives matter. But that but, would never happen. No, but if it did, there would be an outrage in the country. In fact, you and me would say it's not right to do that to people, even though we believe in black lives that matter, and we believe that babies' lives matter. We believe that all lives matter. The idea that suggests that it's okay to ridicule, mock, 
shun, destroy the life of someone who thinks differently than you is horrible. That's not America. But that's exactly what's happening. You're either with the Black Lives Matter or you're against it. And if you're against it, you're a racist automatically, which isn't true. So you either support Black Lives Matter publicly and enthusiastically or you'll get harassed, shunned, and and be thrown out of the mainstream of America. Well, you and I both agree black lives matter. Of course they do. Of you know, course. All lives matter. Of course they do. Life matters. More than anything. But if you digress to one side or the other, you will be destroyed in our culture. Destroyed. Targeted. And not just by government, which has always been a threat, and conservatives always talked about that. But now it's by your employer? Could it possibly be? The examples are endless. The New York Times opinion page editor, James Bennett, the New York Times editor, Bennett, was forced to resign. You know why? Because he ran an op-ed by Republican Senator Tom Cotton about how the military should be deployed to help control riots. He didn't write the article. He allowed it to be put in the paper unbelievable he's fired he's gone he was forced to resign how about a philadelphia inquirer editor he actually allowed the posting of an article called buildings matter Two. he resigned how about the nba announcer grant napier he was fired from his sports talk radio program and resigned as the sacramento kings announcer why he tweeted all lives matter Gone. Just like that. Your career flushed down the toilet. This isn't thought uh, allowed. This isn't free speech. This is Nazi. This is fascism. But it's not done by government. It's done by your neighbor. It's done by your employer. This is outrageous, and it's scary. Because imagine, you might agree with it. You might say, oh, I, I'm all for Black Lives Matter, and I think this uh, you, know, you should be for it, too. I just gave you an example of how it could be turned. What if it was the other way around? Imagine you just trying to live your life with your own opinion, and your employer calls you in the office and goes, hey, what's your take on Black Lives Matter? I see you didn't post anything. And you say, well, I'd rather not comment. Good, you're fired. You're either with us or against us. Can you imagine that? I, I can't imagine that. That's insane. It's happening right now. This is the United States of America. A professor at UCLA was placed on leave for refusing to cancel the final exams following the death of George Floyd. I, I don't even know what to say about that one. A reporter in Wales was forced to step down as a Wales Book of the Year judge after complaining that Black Lives Matter protests violated the government's social distancing rules. Wow. You can't even say that. You can't even say, shouldn't they be six feet apart? No, they shouldn't be. And by the way, collect your stuff because you're gone. You're fired. Actually, Black Lives Matter chimed in on this. You want to know what their take is? Oh, this, is, this will make you feel better. Here's what Black Lives Matter said. When you expose a racist student, you stop them from attending a university that will allow them to become a racist health care worker, a racist teacher, lawyer, or real estate developer. How do you know they're racist? Because they didn't support exactly what you say? Be very fearful of this. 
This isn't just your neighbor disagreeing with you. This is your neighbor destroying you and your livelihood and your life. Is that what you want? This is the new America? Quite honestly, it's very scary. Your phone call is next, 454-1366. Lee Brothers, 92.7 FM, 820 WNTW. Social uh, social media influencers. I love that title. Who are those people? I guess they have a lot of followers and they've got their little Twitter accounts and YouTube pages. One influencer, Tanya Sala, said, quote, I wish I was black today more than ever in a recent Instagram post. So she posted a picture of herself in blackface. Sending my love and full support to the people who demand equality and justice for all races anywhere in the world. I thought blackface was a problem. Are we going to see people starting to put on blackface now in support of Black Lives Matter? And if that's true, then maybe the governor's, <laughs> maybe he figured this out a long time ago. See, I was being respectful the whole time, don't you see? I, I take back my apology. Unconscionable. But that's exactly what's happening. Social media influencers. Hmm. All right, hey, check us out, 927FM, 820AM.com. Click on the Lee Brothers. There you get access to us, and we had a tremendous response to our honorary Lee Brother bumper stickers this week. We sent some of them out, and hopefully you've received them. You can find out more about them by visiting our website, 927FM, 820AM.com. When you go there, you'll see the, uh, the white actors that are taking responsibility for being racist their whole life, apparently. That's what it seems to me. It doesn't look like uh, they're blaming you. They're blaming themselves. I was a racist. I take full responsibility, they say. So check out that video there. (laughs) And the best of Biden. I kind of long for the days of politics again (laughs) when we get back into that. But you'll love this video. It's 927FM820AM.com. Click on it. The Lee Brothers takes you to Joe Biden uh, straight out of the basement, incoherent, Used to laugh at this stuff. Now I'm very concerned. I mean, it, if, if he can't string a couple sentences together, he still might win. Well, he can. <laughs> you just have to uh, interpret it in such a way. That yeah, you have to either record it or write it down and interpret it. The, I'd be so glad when he crawls out of that basement. We have shared with you a bunch of outrageous stories the last hour and a half. But the next one, you will not believe this. A BB gun in a virtual lesson, a virtual classroom, has the cops come visit. That's next. Lee Brothers, 92.7 FM, 820 WNTW. Just after 532, outside the Capitol... Of the Commonwealth of Virginia, we are the Lee Brothers. 
Virginia Citizens and American Patriots. My name is Scott Lee, my co-host, my friend and my brother sitting to my left. Sometimes as far left. Not that far. Is Richard Lee. All right. Um, phone lines are open, 454-1366, 454-1366. George Washington, very early, uh, as the uh, after being named commander-in-chief and general of the Continental Army, Washington met with his generals, and he said, you are never to be out in public and not be perfectly dressed, immaculately so, without flaw, to weigh, for to sway the opinion of other men in the colonies to join, but to also show respect. What How people dress matter to George Washington. And now what we're seeing in our culture is we're having all these Zoom calls and these virtual classrooms and these different meetings, and no one seems to recognize the importance of dress. Have you noticed this? <laughs> it's really unbelievable. Washington would be appalled. So um, in Maryland, they had a, a, a classroom virtually, a virtual classroom, virtual lessons with a real teacher and everything. And the kids were on their computers in their rooms, and they were doing the class. It turns out that one of the little 11-year-old boys had a BB gun on the wall behind him. How dare him. The school official received a picture of it because the teacher snapped the picture during the virtual class, sent it to the school resource person, who then phoned the authorities because they were concerned about seeing a BB gun mounted on the child's wall. The teacher, who reportedly took the screenshot of the child's room and passed it along to school officials, said that uh, she was concerned about the child. They didn't call the parents, didn't bother to do that, but called the police. Don't even know if it's a BB gun, right? The child's mother, Courtney Lancaster, this is the most outrageous story said the child's in the process of becoming an Eagle Scout and is enrolled in Baltimore County Schools. Police officers showed up at her door and knocked on the door and said they're there to investigate. This is is outrageous. They're, They're there to investigate and search for weapons in her home. I would have busted out laughing and said, I bet you are. Good luck, and closed the door. But you but you feel a need to defend this? Courtney Lancaster is actually a Navy veteran. Not only does she feel need to defend it, but she actually got pretty upset. Wouldn't you? Why wouldn't the school call her? She said, this is despicable. I have no idea what in the world the police visit could be over. BB guns never even once entered my mind. How many 11-year-old boys have BB guns? All of them? Well, unless you're a woke family or big leftist Democrats, then they don't have BB guns. Or or apparently a teacher in the Maryland public schools who is concerned what's in another kid's room, not even in her classroom. It's a virtual classroom. What teacher does this? What teacher doesn't just, oh, worse, the teacher screenshots it. Then the teacher gives it to the police. Then the police actually show up at the door. You don't call the parents? There's something seriously wrong with our public education system. 
It truly is. Outrageous. And what is this kid doing in the Boy Scouts anyway? How Should, dare you? Shouldn't they be suing the Boy exactly. Scouts? Everyone else is, right? And they're just the, right? aren't they just the Scouts now anyway? There's no boys there. I don't know what they are anymore. They were bankrupt. They had to they had to file bankruptcy because of these bogus lawsuits. We were Scouts for years and years. Right. right. There's no reason for us to I like the little yellow the handkerchief that you could put like a little tie on it. Yellow and blue. Yeah, I loved it. The metal clip. Yeah, love that. Felt cool dressing up when I was eight. Or last week. Don't tell anyone. So Lancaster, <laughs> the mother, said it's absolutely scary to think about. Who are these calls? Who are on these calls, she said. Who do we have viewing your children? And taking these screenshots that can be sent anywhere and used for any purpose. What a great question. What is going on? Do I need to now vet my child's room so that a teacher might see something they disapprove of? How dare you? Maybe they should sign off on the teacher being able to see the room. Right. Lancaster also said that she takes issue with the fact that no one at the school contacted her before sending police to her home. No kidding. She's outraged. I wonder if they were watching the camera. Okay, class, pay close attention. The police are about to raid Little Johnny's bedroom. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Watch what happens when you have a BB gun in the background. <laughs> Listen to what the, the mother says here. This is actually this is actually quite good. So what are the parameters? Where are the lines drawn, she said. If my son's sitting at the kitchen island next to a butcher block, does that constitute a weapon? <laughs> it's not allowed at school, right? So would my home then be searched because it's sitting next to a butcher block? I feel like parents need to be made aware of what the implications are and what the expectations are. Exactly. Exactly. So let me just get this straight. Mrs. Bureaucrat, Educrat, teacher in the Maryland public schools, what can I have in my child's room? Can he have a police car sitting on his table? Can he have a bow and arrow? Can you have a picture of a BB gun, a pellet gun? Can you have a toy gun? Apparently, a couple of weeks ago, you can't even have a toy gun. Can we have a rule that what's good for the goose is good for the gander, and the police go to your house now, teacher, and search so, it? Oh, great point. Find your pot stash. Who are these teachers? I mean, I, I, I'm wondering, if I was a teacher, would I be like, wow, that kid had a gun hanging from his He has parents? It's America? He's free to do that. I don't understand the knee-jerk leftist puke reaction that a teacher would have. See, here's here's the bigger thing. Do you think the teacher had the kid's interest at heart? No. You know why I don't think that? Because the teacher didn't call the parent. The teacher called the cops. I'm going to make a statement. They should go buy a 30-odd six and hang it on the wall for the next day's class. Or an AR. Oh, yeah. AR-14. That's what Joe Biden calls it. <clears throat> which doesn't exist, AR-15 maybe. That's, this is the most outrageous story I can remember. She told the uh, TV station there in Maryland, the school's principal complained that the child having a BB gun in his room was like bringing a gun to school. It is? No, it's not. It's nothing like it. It's not even close. It's not in the same realm. You ever looked at society and said, are there any adults here? <laughs> I mean, if you looked at the world the last two weeks and thought, why is there no one stopping these riots? You look at this and you go, are there any teachers that aren't completely leftist, knee-jerk, reactionary, anti-gun people? 
Is there anyone that loves America anymore that's not afraid to say you should stand up for the national anthem? What is happening in our world? It's been changing for a while. And now it's kind of scary. It comes back to the liberals, the difference between liberals and conservatives. A conservative may not like certain things you do, but they don't call the cops on you and seek down to destroy you and stop you. But the liberals, if they Maybe don't like... Maybe we should. <laughs> if the liberals don't like what you're doing, you know what they do? They want a law. They'll call the cops. They'll shut you down. If you don't agree with them, they will destroy you. That is the American left. And they're the self-proclaimed tolerant? Wow. I wonder what intolerance looks like. The guy that tackled Rand Paul and pounded on him for a while. Exactly. That's what intolerance looks like. That's a Democrat today. Rand's grown this big beard. I like it, actually. He looks like a miniature Grizzly Adams or something. Don't you think it looks cool? I like it, actually. I think it no, looks cool. I think you should you do not like that it? crap Really? Yeah, I thought I liked it. You Maybe thought you liked it? I thought I liked it. I just cleared you. that up for you. Yeah, I don't, apparently. You don't. You've apparently. done that my whole life, actually. Yep. Try to. A little bit of that from time to I've time. I've tried, but, you know, sometimes it's hard. This BB gun story is exactly what is going on in our schools. And we've got our Secretary of Education, who would be just like this. If you think this has only happened in Maryland, I guarantee you this is a Virginia teacher's out there going, I would be offended. If I saw little Johnny, who's 11, with a BB gun in the picture in a, in a virtual classroom, it's crazy. 454-1366. Paul in Chesterfield, you are on 92.7 FM and 820 AM with the Lee Brothers. Welcome to the show. Thank you. First of all, I'd like to mention a book called The Zyprexa Papers by Jim Gottstein, and the public really needs to read that book. What's it about? The Zyprexa Papers is by Jim Gostein, and it's a book. He's a, a Harvard-educated uh, attorney in Alaska who worked hard on behalf of people that had been forcibly drugged against their will and how Eli Lilly covered up uh, the problems associated. So if everyone in America read that book, it would benefit them how? Well, it would bring about how it would help to shed light on how people are being drugged and the drug companies are covering up. Okay. All right, fair enough. Uh, but regarding what you all are talking about today, um, I think that this station, if I'm not mistaken, doesn't it kind of brand itself as a Christian station? What, what station are you talking about? Ours? Right here? 92.7. Uh, there's yeah. no branding of such, no. Okay. Well, you said something about... But we do, by the way. I'll tell you that. Richard and I do. We brand ourselves as Christians. Okay, well, you know, I know that I'm close to 60 years old, and I heard a lot back in the 70s about... And I remember about God returning to this to this earth. And I know I, I barely remember Martin Luther King's assassination in 1968 and how things were then. But, you know, I just think that this world has become so bizarre and so crazy right. that, and this is going to sound really controversial, what I'm going to say, that I think humanity needs a reset. It, it's, just, it's just you can't even kind of rationalize the way things are now. And another thing I've noted that it's just totally unrelated, you mentioned social media, 
And if you think about all this technology and how all of this technology has taken over everything over the last 20-plus years, generally, and you get ready to go do something nowadays business-related, like call a plumber or or whatever the case may be, that's probably not a good example either. Paul, but it's this like is, every, Paul can, I every, put, can we put you on hold? We actually have a hard break, and we can't move it. And I, I want to continue this conversation with you. So if you, don't, if you wouldn't mind holding on, 454-1366. Lee Brothers, 92.7 FM and 820 WNTW. Love that. Crank that up. It's beautiful sounding. One of my favorites of all time. 454-1366. Lee Brothers here on this Friday afternoon. I think, do we still have Paul with us, by the way? We do. Paul, you still there? Yes, I'm still here. So I wanted to keep you because I just have a, I, I wanted you to, to follow up on something you said, and then you, I'll let you finish what you were talking about. But you said you, you think humanity needs a reset. What would that look like, in your opinion? I've thought about it, and I don't quite know, because... I mentioned God, but I'm I'm no longer, due to things that have happened in my life, involved with organized religion, but I do pray. And beyond that, I see this world right now is just being in a sort of state of controlled chaos. And I was trying to also kind of, as a side note, mention that it's gotten to a point, too, even in dealing with business matters, that I'm fi- I find it, it's harder to get things done. If you call a company to get something done, they want to send you a text message. They want you to answer huh. surveys. They right. want you to right. to uh, they want to send you a text message to right. verify the appointment. They want to they want you to do a survey after it's over with. And it's just like everything well, has become so complicated. And yeah. at the same time, all these social issues are going on, and it's just it's totally ridiculous. Yeah. But I agree. I would regarding. Regarding the thing about the return of God, I wonder about that because it was kind of drilled into me as a child. Now I've read so many different things that I don't know exactly where I stand on it because, for example, the Jewish faith does not believe that Christ was the Messiah. But And then you have Hinduism and everything yeah, else. You just read it. Isaiah 53, but, and that'll, be, that'll help you there. So let me well, just. What I was going to say is, I do think, I hope he comes soon. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. I, hey, look. Amen. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and I think, I think the answer to the humanity reset, Paul, great. And, and appreciate the call. Thank you very much for, for your input. And, you know, the, the, there's no doubt that I think we're seeing the heart of men here. The heart of men is, is the, and the Bible tells us, desperately wicked, above all things, dead in their, in their sins. And, and without Christ and without. God, there is no hope, and I actually think something different might happen here, Paul, than 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 rather a de, a descending into complete chaos and making it worse. What if we had a complete revival? What if it was the other way around? What if it actually reset people and begin to think that you know what, this isn't this it, by ourselves it is chaos, and uh, that that's the hope I have. I mean, ultimately, sure, let's, let's end this thing, right? <laughs> I mean, if we, let's just right now Christ come back re, and uh, have the consummation of all things, and, 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 we'll, and we'll, uh, we'll rejoice uh, all there together. But, Amen. Uh, but uh, only if his work is done, and, and we don't know that, and so we're not, 
we don't know the answer. But I, I think there's a tremendous amount of that feeling right now in our culture and our society. Because we look at it, we just like, how can this, like we said earlier, Richard, is there an adult in the room? What is going on here? How come when I turn on CNN, ABC, CBS, they're all saying lunacy? It's all just craziness. And we begin to think that's everyone. We begin to think that the country is racist because we're told that every day on, the, on TV. But I, I, I've always radically disagreed with that. Everyday people and the way we live our lives is not racist, and it's actually America still has a foundation. The majority of people are not racist. But there are a lot of racists in this country. And I've, I've, always, I've told you that a hundred times, and you said I'm wrong, I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I'm not wrong. I think that is. There's plenty. I think that's disgusting, quite often. No, there's plenty to go around. <laughs> okay, so they're bad people with bad hearts. Duh. I mean, we know this. Yeah. But I just don't think it's the, well, you already said it's not the majority. You just think there's a lot of them. Yes, I agree. There are a lot of them. But all this impacts the way we live. For example, let's give you an example of what happened this week. That's just disgusting. Two soldiers from South Carolina's National Guard who were recently deployed to the nation's capital to help with unrest had shards of glass baked into their pizza. Now, now, who baked the pizza? Where did it come from? It's not in the story, is it? If you don't have a moral people who thinks there's a right and wrong making your food, <laughs> I guess anything's possible. You know, we depend heavily on other people making our food, and we seem to not think there's any way they could poison it in some way. That story should be released with the manufacturer, the company that made the pizza for them, and everyone should know who they are. The starting of the discovery was made amid the dough and cheese after the pie arrived at the Marriott where the troops were staying. The pie. <laughs> I know, I love pizza pie. The command says the soldiers are okay, that the only incident to their knowledge very interesting. The police did show up. The D.C. Metro Police showed up. The police showed up. Did they arrest the dirt bags that made the pizza? I don't know if they did or not, but the police showed up? We can't trust the police to do anything about it. What did they do, offer them a free pizza? <laughs> the, the glass? Uh, the statue in Norfolk this week that was, uh, that was landed on top of one of the protesters, knocked him out, hurt him really bad. That whole story busted his head open. Guess who came to his rescue? The police. A policeman came running over and tried to. So a couple things came to mind. One is, man, I guess police are the good guy. I, I don't. Hmm. The other thing that came to mind is, so we have police standing there watching them rip down this monument? And then when it goes south and the monument actually falls on. One of them. Yep. He runs over to help him. He runs over to help him. What happened with running over there to stop him? <laughs> exactly. That's my entire point. Do you believe this is actually happening? Why wouldn't we stop this? That guy. Then the guy wouldn't be hurt. But we allow this? We sit back and go, destroy all the monuments. Like we said in the beginning of the show. You don't think Mayor Stoney, LeVar Stoney, knew that every night this week a monument was being destroyed? You think he was woke up the next day and goes, huh? How did that happen? That, how did that happen? That's weird. Oh, they well, it let, won't happen anymore. They let it happen, and that is a disgrace. What's worse, the thugs and the criminals that we know exist that are allowed to do it, or the fact that the mayor and the governor did nothing? 
Lawlessness breeds more lawlessness. You want Richmond to fall into a pit of despair, That's un- then you let this happen. Just let it go. No one's going to go to Richmond anymore. Who's going to go to Richmond and do anything? You walk by and get screamed at for not wearing a Black Lives Matter shirt and then get caught up in some kind of protest that rips down the monument. I mean, it's just unconscionable. And, and the mayor's lost control. He had to be fired. He had to be embarrassed. He had to never come out of his, out of his little uh, mansion again, ever, because he's embarrassment when he does. He has no authority, no backbone. He's a wimp, and he's soft. But he's a Democrat. They don't know what to do in these times. Look at every city that's on fire. They're all Democrat-led. All right, your phone call's next, 454-1366. We are the Lee Brothers, 92.7 FM 820 WNTW. All right, just to show you how more insane the world, Bugs Bunny cartoons are now politically corrected. Now, HBO Max last week, under the title Looney Tunes Cartoons, is now uh, changing changing the cartoons radically. No, Elmer Fudd will no longer carry a, a, a rifle, and um, he'll carry like the, uh, the, some, the Grim Reaper carries that little axe. That's what Elmer Fudd is going to carry right now. 454-1366. We have a gentleman from Sussex. You're on 92.7 FM and 820 AM with the Lee Brothers. Welcome to the show. I think it's Surrey County, not Sussex. Oh, okay. Um, My comment is on the the last thing you said before the break about the statue falling down, hitting the guy. Yeah, yeah. State Senator Louise Lucas is the one who went over and told the police that they could not interrupt this uh, peaceful protest really i'm not surprised by that she is an absolute radical but who is Uh, she who is she to tell the police she's just a state senator she has no authority to do that zero that's peaceful as they tear down a statue yep i'm going to look into that a bit more thank you very much for that update and appreciate the call 454-1366 that's interesting louise she is absolutely horrible but i'm not the least bit surprised that she showed up and said, "Oh no, let them let them rip it down. Let them t- This is our these are our leaders. By the way, she's a Democrat just in case you didn't know. Oh, these are the leaders. Oh no, let them let them uh tear things up and be violent. There's we shouldn't stop. Let them, them be radical. Unconscionable. All right, check us out 927fm820am.com. Click on the Lee Brothers takes you to our page. Two great videos there. More about the Lee Brothers, uh our bios, who we are and the honorary Lee Brother bumper sticker. All there for your listening and reading pleasure. 927FM820AM.com. Click on the Lee Brothers. And you can catch a replay of the show tomorrow from 8 till 10 a.m. <clears throat> right here at 92.7 FM. Hopefully I'll sound better during the replay. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Have a wonderful weekend. See you next Friday right here at 92.7 FM and 820 AM. My friends, we did it. We weren't just marking time. 
We made a difference. We made the city stronger. We made the city freer. And we left her in good hands. All in all, not bad. Not bad at all. And so, bye. God bless you. WNTW, 820 